This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born. Today, we don't have Kipper. We have my boy, Sammy McKee, in studio, back from a, a lovely little vacation. How are you doing, Sammy? Doing well. Doing well. Wouldn't say I'm refreshed, but no. Uh, no. I, I can't just believe you. You know what's great? Huh. Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, high end. Well, high some end. people may say doing a one-hour show a day <laughs> and nothing else yeah. is borderline vacation. Sure. But just not thinking about or any work. Like, we have mm. a sweet job. I love my job. I legitimately love coming in here every single day. Same. I There's so many people in the world that would strive to be able to have that feeling about their job. But when you get to time, time off any job, yeah, not thinking about it. I didn't think about you guys for one second. It's not. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. It's Thank not you. like you sat in your backyard in a hammock, though. You went to Cabot. Yes, Cabot, for those of you out there who don't yes. know, is uh, one of two courses on my bucket list, yes. along with Augusta National. Yes. It's in Nova Scotia. Yeah, Nova Scotia, Cape Breton, yeah. Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia, the spectacular part of the world. Right. God's country. And yeah. Right up against the ocean, cliffs. Yeah, played one, five, and eight courses in the country so number one number five number eight in wow three days yeah and spectacular uh i will say a uh, quick story um 15 at cabot cliffs is probably the like maybe the most scenic hole mm-hmm. on the number one course in the country up, up over a huge cliff right down towards the atlantic ocean just absolutely breathtaking you hit a drive it runs forever anyways i'm i hit my approach shot i'm walking up to the green and the group in front of us the guy goes is that Sammy from Real Kipper and Born? No yes. way. Yes. Come on. Yeah, it's Real Kipper and Born. And he's like, they Leafs talk. I love the show. How is that even possible? I have, like, <laughs> never been more embarrassed in my life. <laughs> Cause you guys, don't handle that well. No, eh? well, I, I'm getting better. Yeah. But, you know, I was like, oh, my God. And my buddy, Neil, and my other buddy, Keegan, who lives out there, works there. I, they did not let me hear the end of that for <laughs> the rest of the time. So yeah. I, I, of all the places you expect to get recognized, 15th at Cabot Cliffs was not really one of them I expected. That's cool. Yeah. And I'll shout out, I think was, his name was Tom, I think. Young what man up, Tom? named Tom who shouted me out. It was there with his, his brother, I think, and his uncle and his, there was a, there was a Jack, there was a Mike, a Brian, I think. I think you're picking the world's no, no, most generic man names. No, no, I think those names. are the names. I think if, <laughs> if Tom's out there, you want to tweet me or text me, I think yeah. I got the names right. Tom, Jack, Brian, Mike, I met them all, so That's it was great. unbelievable. Well, awesome, very yeah. jealous, glad you got to do that. Before we turn the page from golf real quick, awesome U.S. Open yesterday, I know yeah. you got to talk about it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I, you know, Rory is just the least, least clutch golfer of all time. That is my take. Yeah. It's crazy too. Like played, make one of those great golf. Yeah, something's got to go in. You know, he plays great in. golf. Finishes second. A lot of love for that. That's nah, not. I mean, he's not playing these majors that would get second. Yeah. God, he's so rich. Yeah. How much do you make from doing that? Like, it just gets the rich get richer. But I don't. You just got to make a putt. You know, I just when he's standing over these things, I have no belief mm-hmm. that he's going to make one. He's yeah. the opposite of Tiger. Yeah. Where it's like when Tiger's standing over these putts in big moments in his prime, you're like, there is 0% chance this doesn't go in. Or like kisses the edge. And Rory's standing over it, and you're like, there's just no way. Would you compare him to the Leafs? Uh, in so, terms of how much Brent Gunning loves him? Yeah, probably. <laughs> in terms of how close they are to success and can't no, quite get over the hump? No, no, It's another bad Rory, parallel. Rory's won majors. It's a, yeah, but sort of the Leafs. Uh, fair enough. You, about, about the same amount of time ago. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so All no, right. it was a spectacular. Uh, I went to the Argos game last night, watched a lot of the US Open on my phone. That to me is the epitome of doing stuff yeah. that I would just be like, I was just in nah, on vacation. I, I, Why I am already, I going to an Argos game? I had already committed and I hate canceling. I, I'm a, yeah. I have a really guilty conscience. I hate canceling on stuff and I ended up having an excellent time. It was a beautiful night. So there well, you go. and hey, support our Argos. Why not? And sorry, everybody uh, to in the chat. God, Four God, minutes. they hate golf. Like, Four minutes. It's funny. You think hockey and golf fans, you think there's a bit of crossover there. It is just universally lauded. <laughs> like, everyone is like, no, golf, no, golf. Sorry for my, my golf people out there. All Anyways. right. Four minutes. We got Sammy back. We got uh, Derek Brandeo and Jen Rolnick on the other side of the gra- uh, glass. Hello. We are going to be joined by our guy, Gord Stellick's going to pop by later and just uh, give us his thoughts on some of this stuff. I thought because you weren't here mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. A few things happened. I know. The Stanley Cup was handed out. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, good for, good for Vegas. They yeah. are an absolute wagon who deserve the Cup. Ten times better than Florida. And what did William Carlson say? That they beat the crap out of them. They beat the poop out of them. He used the S. He's yeah. Right. It was just a... It wasn't even Is that close. what he said? Yeah. He, old, old Wild Bill oh was pretty wild. He was and on the hooch. Looked like me at Cabot Bar <laughs> on Friday night. <laughs> no shirt on. But yeah. no, he just... He didn't... He didn't... Like... Well, he, he was right. They... There's no contest. It wasn't outclassed. The, totally. the last game was like, you know, we actually made the comparison before the series started to Vancouver, Boston, that Stanley Cup final, and how mm-hmm. the Canucks would eke one out at home yeah. and then get dummied mm-hmm. on the road. And eventually it just felt like it was yeah. going Inevitable. to go the right way. And yeah. this series was no different. Yeah, but that God, way. I, I love Mark Stone. Yeah. Mark that Stone. That seems to be the consensus from this playoffs is not like Petrangelo is the guy you no. need or the goal. It's like everyone's like Mark Stone. You the forget, guy. like, because he kind of was, he was hurt for a long time and they did, weren't in the playoffs last year. And, but he was elite the whole way through and hat trick in a deciding game yeah. to win a cup. That's, that puts you in pretty rarefied air. I just, I love that guy. And One of my favorite guys to watch. The three goals to me, it's the first goal. Yeah. It's that he has that chance and he puts Shorty. it away. Yeah. Bing, bing, right like, that's a huge yeah. Yeah. game changing. Thing. It'd be interesting to go through the recent history of Stanley Cup champions and and find a guy like him because they exist on all these cup teams, mm-hmm. whether it's Mark Stone or it's uh, Ryan O'Reilly for St. Louis or it's Yanni Gord for uh, Tampa Bay. Like there's just always this gritty second line guy that just yeah lives I for know. those moments. I know. It's so true. Like, and so. Sure, sure wish the boys in blue had one. Well. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. One of the things we'll discuss is the the unrestricted free agent list. You know, we're coming up on that now. We're less than two weeks to free agency. And I don't know. Do you want to do skip right to free agents well, or do you want to do the other Leafs news and just get we, your take on the big Can we talk about Sean Keith? Let's talk. Let's, let's do Leaf stuff first. It is. I, I know you're close. You know, you've, you've worked with him closely and you're, you you tend to be more on the side. I of have Sean no idea if he likes or hates me at this point okay, after two but, years of doing the show. But we were we were pals once. It is absolutely insane he's coming back. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I think he's a good coach. I think he's got a really good future as a head coach in the in National Hockey League. I do. And, you know, I think he's got a lot of learning to do in terms of some playoff stuff. But regular season matters. Regular season record matters. He's got an elite regular season ma- record. It's been really, you know, a good enough coach for this. Yeah. But to not – to bring him back to me is – I can't believe they're going to do it. And this extension yeah. stuff, and I know it was whispered about before the report on Friday, or was it Thursday that they reported it? There's been a lot of stuff out there before this. But this kind of not solidifies it, but nudges it towards it more being true. Yeah. I really can't believe we're here, Barney. You because know, I, I would have done it. I would have done it after the Montreal series. Yeah. And that's how many 
playoff failures. So ago, many. It's like my three, God, we're like four or three. Yeah. To me, it makes way more sense to bring back Kyle Dubas and get rid of Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. Than the other way around. For sure. You know, the one thing, and I've said this about Sheldon and his situation, as someone who believes he is a very good coach and a hard worker, and I, you know, I don't think he's been the problem. But a thing happens in the NHL where, in all sports, where you can do a good job a long time, but eventually you can just Guys get tired of hearing yes. the same message or not even if they're not tired. They may not be tired of hearing Sheldon Keith. Sometimes it's just nice to have a fresh start. Yes. You know, to have every player come into training camp where they're going to get a fresh evaluation and you don't come in with any preconceived notions or histories or mm -hmm. scars mm -hmm. of previous relationships. And it's almost some freedom that comes with that. So while I believe him to be a very good coach, I, I find it hard not to agree with you that it's probably the best thing for the team, but they're not going to. He's coming back. Can you, well, so it the, seems like the thing to me is that obviously Trilliving is a very process oriented guy, and that's what they always talk about in terms of him. I'm worried talking, about that. Talking they don't have time for process. But talking to every level of people and right. really getting to know people. He's not upstairs. He's downstairs. The whole thing about him. Yeah. He obviously has had conversations with a lot of the most important people within this organization. For sure. He's right? talked with every one of those core four guys yes. and Morgan Riley yes. and probably Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, and, assistant yeah. coaches, yeah. you know, trainers, probably everyone. He's probably talked to a lot of different people. He's been talking. He's been talking. And, you know, I think you can look at this both ways. If the consensus is from all the people that he's talked to yeah. that they do like Sheldon Keefe, they do have belief in Sheldon Keefe, that they want Sheldon Keefe back, yeah. I think as a new general manager – Hard to look at them and say, yeah, you're dumb. Yeah. And it's like you immediately, especially with some of the contract stuff that's looming here in a, you know, week and a half that snuck yeah. up on everybody. Yeah. You don't want to maybe ruffle the feathers mm -hmm. and you want to maybe keep the people that you're trying to sign the contract somewhat happy if yeah. that's what they said. But on the other side of it, like sometimes when you comfort is what we've talked about with this team, that there's way too much comfort. Yeah. Like, it's like everyone's really comfortable. Like, the accountability, it's a lack of accountability that everybody just feels, you know, happy. It's the safe space. Yeah, it's funny, actually, to look at the contrast there with Vegas, where it's like, ah, Pacioretty, probably not worth his money anymore. We're Bye. just going to ship him out to Carolina. Literally nothing. Yeah, Paul Stasny, see you yeah. later. Oh, the coach, yeah, yeah, great records. Beloved, Didn't get it done. You're gone, coach. Most beloved guy in the franchise's history, which was not a very long one, but Marc-Andre Fleury, yeah. gone. Yeah. They tweeted, you know, his agent tweets a photo of him getting stabbed in the back. <laughs> yeah. Bang. Like, it's like there. And everyone in the room is like, I better perform or that's me. So I don't think, you know. It's the copycat league thing. It's like, you don't have to be completely ruthless and cutthroat to win a Stanley Cup. No. But, you know, at some point, you do have to make hard decisions in professional sports. Yeah. So They've had too much Ruth. They, they, could, they, really could, they could be a little yeah. more ruthless. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> a little too much Ruth. For sure. It is. But I, yeah. So I understand Trilliving not wanting to come in and immediately just go scorched earth on the coaching staff and, yeah. you know, scare everybody and nuke the relationship that he's going to try to build because he wants to be here for a long time. He wants Matthews to be here for a long time. Nylander, Marner, Tavares, probably not. But I, I do find it pretty crazy that he's going to stick with it. They must have had great meetings. He must like them. Like, what can yeah, you say? Yeah, and that's great. That's great that they like him. And again, I like him. You Me know, too. I, I yeah. understand why people feel that way. But, you know, one of the things, if, if Kyle Dubas tried to do this, what's going to happen here, bring back the coach and the, and the main part of the team, it, people would be up in arms. Oh It'd be God. apoplectic. Oh, my God. Be like, how could you do You yes. need some sort of turmoil. And so it doesn't feel like much has changed. Like, yes. There's what ten roster spots to fill. A lot of different. And what's the salary cap space they have? Like it's a 10 large million. Yeah, like they got money and they need people. 
So the team will look different regardless, but it does feel really strange. Like the worst case scenario would be to just, it felt like the worst case scenario was going to be just bleed it into next year and mm-hmm. see if this team can figure it out again. But I, do you, you know, I think the fact that everything is just kind of quiet, there's been no leaks about other than the Matthew stuff, which is very interesting. We can get to that in a little bit here, but like, do you think a lot of this smoke and mirror stuff, the core four is coming back. Is there any chance that they're just trying to drive up the price a little bit on somebody? Yeah. That, you like, know, like the, not unlike a boxer retiring or yeah. a UFC fighter retiring. That's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. You know, the like, stones final tour. Right. Yeah. So like I, you know what the draft, which is a big time spot for big time trades. Like, yeah. could we be surprised? And yeah. see somebody that you wouldn't expect to see go, go. Yeah. Like, could you find a taker you for Tavares? Like, is there something that could happen here? Yeah. I know, I know, I know. But, like, crazier things have happened. For sure. You know, what stands out to me is looking at someone's individual motivation in the position they're in. And the guy that just got the job, if you're Brad Tree Living. Mm-hmm. So, you've got a couple of goals. You've just been hired as the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The first goal is to win a Stanley Cup. Yes. Of course. And I'm sure it's his, but that also guarantees your longevity. You're going to be with the team a long time. It buys you time. You're a hero here, Mm -hmm. whatever. He wants to win a Stanley Cup, of course. But if they don't win the Cup, the goal is to be here as long as possible. Yes. This is... You want to stay... You want to do things to stay employed. Yes. I do things to stay employed every day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) There's 32 of these jobs. They're tough to come by. And this is, without, you know, catering to our Leafs audience too much, this is the best one. Yes. This is the big job. This is the number one job. If you want to be the GM of the NHL and you say which team would be the the, the highest... Yes. You know... Number one. Whatever you want to say. It's the, the one. And the reason it is the number one is because the payoff... Payoff is the potential is life altering. There's forever. no, there's no, nothing close. No, nothing you, compared. You just to. like here's a cottage in Muskoka. You want a cup? Like yes. they're they're going to give him everything. Yes. So I can't help but feel like the best thing that you can do to be in a job as long as possible is to play it slow. Mm-hmm. Is to be like, well, we're going to feel it out. We're going to go into the year. We're going to keep it. We'll make little tinkers, and mm-hmm. you know, and then four years later, you go, oh, we're going to blow it up. And then people go, oh, we got to see this rebuild through. Like, yeah. There's no incentive as the new coach to be there to the new GM to be like fired the coach, traded a superstar, whole new team, you know, like uproot the whole thing. And all of a sudden the team's an 88 point team next year. And it's like, well, you're done in two years. Yeah. One or two. So I excellent point. I fear my fear is that he's going to be careful out of self-preservation. I think that's something that I haven't heard anyone say. Yeah. And it's something that, did that just come to you right now? Because it's really scarily true. Yeah, I don't know. I've kind of felt it about the, yeah. since nothing has happened since. Yeah, there's just been no, other than Shane Doan coming in. Yeah. I, there's been nothing. But I I could see, a like there's a surprise in store. Yeah. Like, but like, what are you going to, the thing is, you don't have any players under contract to trade really right right no, there's, no, like, there's no like uh yarn crock deal where you get back something that really helps you out like a I'm ton look, i'm looking at the guys under contract are you trading austin matthews yeah no john tavares no uh mitchell martin you got the two you got mitch and willie callie yarn no sam lafferty can't and matthew nice yeah End no. of list of yeah. people under contract. That's who the leafs have so it's crazy it's crazy it's actually even tough to evaluate what this team would look like yeah. so I guess if you're tree living, that's your point. You're like, I can build a whole new thing here yeah. without trading those guys. What? what I'll ask Kenya Gordo, is the question. We'll ask Gordo this too, but what direction do you want them mm. to go in? Because it feels like, we're getting back to this stupid conversation, but like, 
The core is the core. Yeah. And everybody that comes in here Isn't eventually just kind of turn, like they kind of play the similar way and like they don't. Yeah. I, are you want? You can change the identity of your team when you go into playoff series. If it's still those guys playing 25 I mean. at night, it's like, it's still the same team. So like, but they've tried the tough bottom six. Yeah. This year. They've tried the veteran bottom six. They've tried the. It looked better. Yeah. They tried the speedy, you know, analytics bottom six. Yeah. They've tried it all really. Yeah. And it's always been the same result. So at some point, the definition of insanity, Mr. Bourne. Yeah. It's one of those things where one of your buddies is in their like 10th bad relationship in a row. And mm. you're like, I got bad news, man. <laughs> and that's you. <laughs> yeah. It, it might not be your partners now. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is going to be interesting. But so there was the news that, um, you know, Friedman just thinks that and we played the clip last week that um, Matthews is going to sign here, mm -hmm. that he wants to, and that the team is pushing for eight years, which of course they are. Would it shock you to see him sign for eight years? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd be so pleasantly surprised and I would take back everything I've said about him. I guess, depending on the number, you wouldn't take it back. If no, I would. Oh, really? Eight years, eight years, 14 million. Yeah. What if it's 15? Okay. The cap's going to go up like eight yeah. years. You know, it's a ton of money and obviously He's going to play for the Leafs at that point. Honestly, it's a ton of money, no question. Yeah. But it shows a commitment to the franchise and that you care about the franchise yeah. and you care about winning and you care about the history yeah. and you care. You're not you're looking to like middle it yeah. to get to more money. Yeah. You're getting an obscene amount of money three, already. Three feels a little like a... Uh, middling it. Yeah. Like I understand, like even five again is totally fine. Yeah. But anything under five, I'm like, uh, yeah, it's uh, a... I'm starting to get a little, like, perturbed about, like, your in intentions. Right. But to me, an eight-year contract extension, if it's 15, I'll be like, oh, it's a little bit of a collar tugger, but yeah. I would still be happy. And I think that would be – there's no better way that Brad Living can – like, the way he can get off on the right foot as the general manager of oh. the Toronto Maple Leafs is getting – Awesome Matthews on an If he parades in here with a Matthews eight times yeah. 13 something, oh I my mean, God. it'll just be like, okay. He will be universally loved yeah. immediately. Yeah, that, that'll I, buy him a lot of grace. I'm not I'm trading sure, Willie and Mitch. I'm sure he knows that. Yeah. But to me, I think Willie, like, if you can sign Willie to us and get what you get for trading Marner, if you sign Willie and... Yeah. But they're not... It's going to go the other way. They're going to do nothing before July 1st, so then it could only be Willie on a 10-team list. I don't know if Carolina would be on that they're or gonna not. They're going to trade Willie? That's kind of – that's what I think is going to happen. If one of the two guys go, I think it's zero of them or it's Willie. God, one of the other guys better step up in the playoffs because Willie was – Real good. Very – I mean, he, he had some he had bad nuts. ones. Well, that's the thing with Willie dogs, dogs. But in but the playoffs, like, I'll take a guy who's awesome, awful, yes. awesome, awful. Yes. Like, everyone you else can be consistent. Breakers. You do. Like, in that Florida game two where they should have won and they pumped the Dynamic. Panthers – Willie was the guy. And game just, five, he scored the tying goal. He couldn't wait back on the ice. Yeah. 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 So I would be very hesitant. Like, I, this has finally gotten to the point where we've gotten to the, what what year did he come into the league? This is the seventh straight oh, offseason. 16 or Eight, 15, Eighth straight yeah. offseason where we're like, trade Willie Neal. Yeah, now it's like, I'm oh, like, oh, I don't know. And now they're going to. Yeah, it's like the year <laughs> yeah. I finally don't want them to. Yeah. It's like, they're going to do it. You know, his skating has gone to another level. His strength, his power. You can't knock him down. You just can't no. knock him down. So. The, uh, I don't know how quickly we're going to Gord, but uh, we do have a free agent, you know, some options to make the team better around them and a little bit of money to work with. Anyone to you that you're like, that guy needs to be here. Okay. All right. 
Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, we're, we're talking to the producer yeah. there. We're waiting on Gordo. Um, I'm looking down this list, and it, boy, it's not good. Not great. Some There's a couple, though. Some people are going to get rich that are mid. I don't know where Kipper's at. Michael Munting. <laughs> I, I know somebody's going to pay Patrick Kane way too much money. I'm curious about that. Coming off of surgery, what he gets. Vladimir Tarasenko is going to get way too much money. No question. Yeah. 31 years old. I would love to have Ryan O'Reilly back. Yeah. I would. I guess for me, that's a big time contract dependent thing. If yeah. he wants to come here and, and sign a three times four, I would be ecstatic. Four times four, I'm nervous. Four times five, I don't know. You know, yeah. like it gets a little. I, you're right. It is contract dependent, but I just love the qualities that that guy brings. For sure. Like and, just, and in the postseason, a... like he was the guy in front of the net mm-hmm. in big moments I'm who didn't sure get was, a point. I'm sure he was playing with a broken fibula. Like he, he, he it didn't like look broken hand. Times, like yeah. every time he was taking off his glove, he had like his five fingers taped together <laughs> somehow. Literal bowling ball yeah, on four of his fingers. Yeah. He was banged up big time, and that's obviously yeah. a concern with him because he's getting older. But I just I love the way that guy talked. I love the intangibles. I love yeah. the way people talk about him. And if he's here for a longer period of time, you would think he'd be able to take on some yes. of the leading. Hundred percent. You know, which would be really nice. Feel like more of a part of it. And so I know your boy here. Is the complete opposite in terms of public perception, mm. Tyler Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. So Tyler Bertuzzi, not necessarily, you know, he's a pest. He's an agitator guy. Yeah. You know, he's the only guy who didn't get the shot. Everyone's yeah, like, ah, yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. So, like, he, you know, a bit of a reputation as a grease ball. But, boy, the Leafs could use greasy goals. And he's the type of guy who will, you know, be in front of the net, fall on your goalie, put a couple of pucks in, look pretty good with Boston. Wouldn't mind that guy playing with a good team. The uh, the other side of that is that type of player, guys who can contribute while having the grease factor. You know, Ivan Barbashev is another guy who, you know, for Vegas was an absolute steal. Uh, we have Gord. Oh, Barbashev was excellent. Yeah. And that was the guy that we talked about on this show was the guy that they could look into. Remember when we were talking and about... He's going to get $6 million a year or well, more. Yeah. I mean, those guys he's that have the now. big playoffs yeah. in their UFA years, Philly they're Lano. just... Oh, my God. Billy yeah. Leno, yeah. Fernando Pisani. Anyways. Continue. Gordo, we are joined by Gord Stellic, Stellictricity himself. How are you doing today, Gord? Hey, Justin, Sammy. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Listening to you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Free agents coming to the rescues again. David Clark, Clarkson, Mark II. Oh, what do we oh, think? No. Huh? Don't do that to us. Well, no. He, but he, but Gordo's right. He had the big one with the Devils right before the Leafs yeah. signed him, right? Yeah. Well, was that Boland, too? Was he... No, because... Yeah, David Boland came in a trade, and then Jonathan Bernier came, and they were going... That was going to catapult uh, the Leafs to... to not blow uh, a 4-1 lead in the, Game 7. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And here we are, all these years ago. <laughs> Poor Clarkson. He probably would have been a great Leaf if he was, like, you know, behind seven names and not, like, the, the guy at yeah. that point. I think it all went bad for him when he got spent in the preseason for jumping off the bench, and it never got on track after that. It took him well, two months yeah. to score his first goal. Remember yeah. that? yeah. But that was still weird. I could like I, everyone knew the rule, and I know he's trying to show that he's a, a great teammate. And hey, the guy had horrible injuries, so I'm all. But the point being is, you you don't want to get that player like that you're talking about. Oh wow, okay. I mean, Jason Blake, another example. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the key about pro scouting is you know picking up a barbershop at the trade deadline. You know, and and you know squeezing it through, being that guy at two point seven five or whatever. Right. That gets you there. So, anyway, uh, it's um, it's fun talking. We'll do it all summer, and it's uh, fun listening to you guys about you know wax wax poetic as we are happy. Yeah, you know, one one series further, but 
But, you know, what is it? One step forward, two back, maybe one forward again, maybe half back. I, I don't know. It seems yeah. like it seems like Leaf fans are spinning their wheels again. It's actually really funny, like, how quickly it got lost that they won a series. Like, there's, like, the 10 days there. But you no. talk to people, they're like, another blown season. No, it's you like, know yeah, what? Pretty good year. Gordo, you'll be a good person to talk to about this. And, and you, Borny. I, you know, I was out east a lot this uh, for this weekend, and I was talking to a lot of different Leaf fans. And the, the consensus I had after that, talking to a, with a bunch of different people who love the Leafs, is that, like, you know, you can't let what happened in the second round take away from what an incredible moment that first round series win was. Like, I know it stunk and yeah. I know it like everything got painted with the 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 brush of that crappy second round. But like having your, you know, much maligned captain score an overtime winner to put you into the next round against like a hated rival. It was an awesome moment, but everyone just craps all over it now because they just got waxed by the Panthers. But the first round was great. That was enjoyable. <laughs> Well, how, how far east were you, Pickering or Ajax? No, or no, you? I was in the East Coast. Oh, I was okay. in Nova Scotia. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. I know. The, uh, okay, so, I, I, okay, here's the thing, Sam, is 100% that's the way you should feel and want to feel, and after the Tampa Bay series, uh, did feel. Uh, free at last, free at last, hallelujah, all that. But then again, the manner in which they lost, the fact they didn't appear to be ready to compete in the first three games. Now you go back, go, okay, you won the first round, but that's all you've won in five years. I know. Like, you know, like I said, when, when, when Kyle Dubas took over the team, this was a team that was automatically in the playoffs, okay? And five years later, he's cashing in as the king of Pittsburgh, dining on that record. And I'm not saying that with disrespect to him. Good for him. And you go, this record sucks. Okay, in the big picture, this record sucks. Okay, as far as the playoff. Okay, so that's what you're balancing. So I'll give them, okay, but then, man, you got that chance. Go, be the Florida Panthers. Be the Vegas Golden Knights. There's no Boston. There's no Colorado. Like, it's open. It's open. There's, you know, you, you took out Tampa Bay. All, what was it, the past last Stanley Cup champions of the eight, last 18 years aren't mm. in it anymore in the final for anyway so that's that's the mix i kind of find justin it, and sam it was a winnable cup yeah it felt like it you know given after yeah where they sat after one yeah. round so then gord are you okay with what's happening you know we're, we're hearing very little about the team aside from matthews may come back the core may come back the coach may come back or how, how do you feel about you know the the rumors of the tree living era that we could be looking at it this is very similar leafs team well okay when's the last big trade like oh. like a real hockey trade Took a rass for Andrew Raycroft, maybe, which didn't wow. go well. I mean, did the Dion Phaneuf deal from Calgary. Like, you know, I mean, Jake Muzzin wasn't a big deal. Jack Campbell wasn't a big deal. The Chicago trades, like, these are good trades. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm saying there's certain of these trades that were good, certain that maybe not so good. So there's there's a kind of, it's harder to do it now, you know, with the salary cap. But, you know, you know, there's no, they went and did as big a move as you could with John Tavares. That's as big an off-season move as you could do in the last decade, and the Toronto Maple Leafs did it. So, again, I am, I know, and I know Kipper disagrees vehemently, uh, I am okay about, it's not like you're looking for the same result at the end, but you cannot trade Austin Matthews. You cannot trade Mitch Marner. You, I mean, these are truly, truly special, special players. This, this is a great regular season team. Okay, and so you, so by blowing up, blowing it all up, what? Okay, you have a team that can't compete in the playoffs and now won't make the playoffs. Like we're not ready for a rebuild. These these mini blowups aren't 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 good ideas. Okay, so all I can say is I know Brad Treliving uh, had a predisposition to defense first when he made deals or signings in Calgary. You know, and and that's. You know, that's the way this this wasn't built for whatever reasons because the elite players were forward. So I'm interested in whatever tinkering he can do, him being in charge, 
I'm fine. I mean, Kyle was going to be in charge. He got offered the job. So, I mean, I, I don't think there was going to be any, any – like, tell me what you're going to get back. You yeah. don't need to get rid of trade, Mitch, trade William Nylander just to prove something. What, what, are you going to get a quality defenseman back? Never mind a bunch of futures. You don't want futures now. You don't have futures, I know, but you don't want them right now. you got one or two more years or whatever that you got to go for it. Yeah, the future is now. Now is the time. This is when you're supposed to be. It's been now. Yeah, it's been now. It's been now for seven years. <laughs> now it's so, really now. Double yeah. dog dare it's now. It's triple now. Yeah. So, yeah. Gordo, then, you know, there's a lot of turnover ahead on this roster, right? Like, there's nine, is it nine or ten UFAs at the bottom half of the Leafs roster. Like, so it has a, Trilliving has a real chance to put his own stamp on this without trading one of the core fours. Like, what direction do you want him to go in? Because I'm ha- like, they've tried all the different types of bottom sixes and different guys to mix in, like the speed. They tried the veterans. They tried a little bit of grittiness this year. Like, which direction do you want him to go in? Well, I mean, and it's funny because one of the guys that hadn't done in the past, Kerfoot came up with a big goal but yeah. in the playoffs. But, you know, he's not a guy you're going to have come have, have back. So what... And and it seemed, and again, that's what's more disappointing about it because, again, they seem to check all the boxes at the trade deadline with those third and fourth line acquisitions. And this isn't on the third and fourth line, you know, why they didn't get by the Florida Panthers. But what was it about the Panthers' third and fourth line that, you know, competed at a certain level? I mean, they, you know, so uh, I'm... This is where your pro scouts come into play, and this is the whole thing about I, I, identifying certain players. I, I mean, Corey Perry is that great example. I'm not saying go get Corey Perry, but there was plenty. There, there it showed there was more lemon to squeeze in Corey Perry the last four oh, years. And, yeah, you know, and, and who who are those kind of equivalences as, as veteran players? Who is a player not you know not getting a role um, commensurate with what you think that his uh, his playing abilities are that maybe you can bring? It's not Dennis Mulgan, okay, and I'm not. You know, I'm not dumping on trying things. There's ones that didn't work out. There's not enough that worked, though. There's more to me that, again, over the last five years that didn't work out than worked. You never got back for cap reasons to Zach Hyman and Connor Brown and, you know, and, and those kind of guys. And, you know, you, so that's a problem. Here you are five years later, and you're probably weaker depth-wise. So, Gord, t- take us behind the scenes a little bit, like with the front office and how it works. I, I want to get a sense for what is happening with the Leafs front office currently in the sense of there's relationships at play. Kyle Dubas has left. Uh, they aren't naming a GM in Pittsburgh uh, until they have an AGM. They seem to know who the GM <laughs> is. You know, like there's a, a head scout in Toronto that you know is boys with Dubis. Like it does feel like there's a lot of relationship dynamics, and we don't get to see a lot of that at the public. That's a major factor in how some of this plays out, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, and when I, I say this with respect, but you know, hey, go to Pittsburgh and have a good time. Good. Yeah. You know, I mean, Brad. You know, there's all kinds of people that can do jobs, uh, even if it wasn't Brad Tre living there. I mean, there's all kinds of competent people out there, and the thing is, Brad Tre living being experienced, he's got all kinds that he can plop in there. And uh, you know, uh, Brandon Pridham, it seems like a lot of people. Jeff Merrick, one of them, seems to think that he's ticketed to be the GM of Pittsburgh, and if you make him the GM, then that is a way to get him there because it's it's deemed a promotion. I don't know if that's the case or not he's a he's a smart guy he's a quality guy and whatever and if he can be one of the guys brad true living keeps i'm sure that's great but there will be others it's brad true living show now um the the scouts they're working for the toronto well first of all they hardly have any draft picks okay whatever they gotta they gotta make sure they take some no dose pills so they don't fall asleep <laughs> at the table in between picks so whatever you know and if they go that that just that just goes with the territory you you always have some of your guys and women nowadays and that's good. Just make sure, like, 
the older days, in, you know, I hate to say in my day, Justin and Sam, but there was a little more cronyism, you know, that, you know, I would take Sam just because he's a good golfer and I want to win the best ball tournament, right? And then it turns <laughs> out he's a terrible scout, right? We're now, you know, uh, use it to draw quality people that you work well with. And I'm sure whatever, whoever leaves uh, Brad Trivling, Brad Trilliving, it'll be like a chess game. We'll have someone that can basically replicate that. So we saw the the Fridge conversation about Matthew staying here for eight years. I I'm just wondering what that can do for the reputation of not only Matthews in this city but for living. Like that seems like a massively mutual beneficial thing for both of those guys if they do get an eight year contract extension done. Yeah, well, keep in mind the, the player signs for eight years. Doesn't I mean, Jack Eichel was in Buffalo for eight years, and you know stuff yeah. can change. We always Absolutely. know that, and I, I know you know that as well. I you know I'm not as hept on it. I'm saying hey. You know, if I'm the player, sign three years. And I'm okay with it if I'm the team. You know, if I'm the player, sign three years because in three years' time, the cap will go up, should go up considerably, and then the next five, I can make more money. Who, do you think Connor McDavid wants his term or Austin Matthews' term now in hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm like... I don't like Brad Living doesn't have to do anything cosmetic to look good, okay? You know, and, and so I, if Austin Matthews signs for three years or eight years, I'm fine with it. Uh, Austin Matthews, I want him on my team. I want him on my team at this level that he's playing. Like, if he signs for three, that means he's here for four. And three years is a long time, Sammy. <laughs> it's a long So the eight year deal, okay, great, great, under, great. But, you know, whatever it may be, if, if Mitch signs short term, I'm fine, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it does seem like. Austin Matthews, the indications are that he wants to stay here. So that's that's the best news I'm getting. Because, I mean, I know he didn't have a Hart Trophy year this year, but he is a special player. And he could arguably end up being the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time if he stays here. Yeah. You know, one of the things that is being said about this Leafs team is that it wasn't their defense that let them down necessarily. They didn't score enough in the playoffs. I don't think they scored more than two against Florida. They didn't. Yeah, which is not spectacular. Uh, I think the last, didn't they score, they scored two in game six, oh, six and, and then two in every other game. Yeah. Right. So, so a bad run there might've been, yeah, they didn't score more than two for the no. last five or six yeah. games. So question there then, uh, you see people being like, they got to add offense, but I look at this decor, like Giordano may, may not come back. Justin Hall may not come back. You're looking, you know, Luke Shen may not come back. It could be Riley and Brody. And then it's like McCabe Lilligren Timmons. Uh, that seems like a pretty dire area to uh, to attend to, don't you think? Yeah, no, totally, totally. And the D is part of the offense as well. Well, that's, I mean, it's yeah. A, yeah, and as you know, the simplistic th- thing about um, having trouble getting the puck out of your zone. And in the playoffs, that becomes more apparent because everything gets ramped up. And whatever your whatever your strengths are, you should be able to be exerted. But whatever your weaknesses are, get a little bit more exposed. And I know people that, you know, said, geez, I thought TJ Brody was a Norris Trophy candidate. No, that's not a knock against him. I just mean it's, yeah. it's there's kind of more of a little bit more of an ordinariness that I think people thought, you know, could compared to, say, the Vegas Golden Knight D, for example, which is probably the gold standard. So, yeah, I, I just, you know, I think there's certain area, that's probably, you know, one area that also continually needs to be addressed. I mean, we'll find out a little bit more, you know, what is McCabe all about? You know what, you know, just kind of, um, what, what, can Lilligren get to the next letter level? Gustafson, we, we've hardly got to know you. What, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I just, you know, what are all these things? Morgan Riley, 
you played like a stud. You're still yeah. not a Norris Trophy guy, but you played like a stud that you need a stud D in the playoffs, and you are one guy that delivered the goods. For sure. Yeah. Well, Gord, we appreciate your time in the middle of June. We're trying to get you out for a golf yeah, game at one it, point. I think it might happen Thursday. Oh, is it going to happen? Yeah, no, I just texted that, I, that I'm, I'm waiting, ready to go. I, I think I texted that 45 minutes ago, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, and then uh, I said, I'm good. So what are you said, 1146? 1146. Yes, okay. sir, Gord. Like, if I play from tees a little closer, is that okay? Oh, like, my you, God. You guys aren't the tips or anything, <laughs> no, right? No, Lordy is. Okay. I won't play the tips. Don't worry. Okay. Low, okay. low standards here. All good, Gordo. We look forward to playing with you, bud. So, and also my gimmies. Is that okay? Yes. Like, I go, okay, good. All, we're all set. We're all <laughs> Anything set. inside the putter okay. length, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate all right, thanks. That's Gord Stelic, uh, host of Leafs Nation pre- and post-game, former Leafs GM. So, Riley was a stud. And I think it's a good lesson yeah. for next year for Real Kipper and Born and Leafs Talk that we have to not have the conversations every day. Yeah, that's fine. But no, you can't just no, not play yeah, good all year. No, no, no so we'll be like, but he has good play. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'd be like, I abstain from this conversation. There's got to be a he, length of time where you'll allow it. so good in the playoffs. So good. Probably like they're all out and out their best player. I, I feel like, did he outscore his regular season in terms of goals? Like he just, he was all over the yeah, puck in the big right moments. Decision-making, you know, Pressing at the right times, decisive, fast. I actually gritty, can't. This is silly b- in because the mix. we're removed, but I can't think of a game where he was like bad or burned no. or cost them. He was or, just good. Yeah. And him with Shen was good. Yeah. And I don't think you can do that for the full regular season. But so isn't it a lesson that whether it's Hainsey or it's yes. Shen or like you need that guy for Morgan? Yes. I don't know if Shen can be that for a full season. Yeah. And next season. But he did and, it with the Quinn one Hughes. after. Yeah, but it's just like for him, if I, you he loses half a step, I'm keep worried. Luke, keep Luke home. Luke's like, troops, do, do not let my my boy Luke leave. Uh, Luke's <laughs> troops for life. Love Luke. Uh, but, he, you know, he can load manage him. You don't have to play him all the time. You could have him give him nights yeah. off. Like, he's comfortable being scratched. Remember that conversation? Like, this, Shen was a good pickup because he's comfortable being scratched in the playoffs. It's like, oh, no, no. He's their second best defenseman. I wrote an article <laughs> on whether and who should be in, and it was like, should it be Lilligren or Shen? And I concluded Shen. And yeah. my comment section was like, you know, how do you put this guy in? Check his, you know, underlying. Do you think, do you think uh, Kyle Dubas will trade for Connor Timmons for Brad Living? <laughs> Because <laughs> he loves him so much? A great question. You know, I couldn't I, believe that contract. I, I think said. there's a fair case to be made if you're a tree living being like, look, never seen this kid. You obviously like him more than yeah. everyone else. Would you like him? Yes. Have him. Here you go. But, Give me... but are you worried that Timmons might? No. He's a right shot, no. six foot two he, guy who's been injury prone shooting, and shooting, never had a chance on a good team. If he was shooting left, he may be in the ECHL. Like, I honestly, <laughs> no way. Like, you lost track no. of Connor but, Timmons. Oh, great! He had like what, like three great offensive games, and then I put out a poll like, who's a better player, Justin Hall or Connor Timmons? I was like, Connor Timmons is better. No, it wasn't me, but it was Kevin Papetti. Yeah. It was like seventy-five percent of people said Connor Timmons, and I let's, lost my faith in hockey. Let's let Timmons do his. Thing till you know, I will say this. So we'll give him till Christmas, whatever. But the thing that worries me is I don't love an offensive defenseman trying to find it who's also a third pair guy. Yeah. You know, if he's an offensive guy who's, you know, got a bright future, he's yeah. figuring out with a good partner, cool. Really tough to play third pair minutes and be looking for offense. I, and I think, you know, Gustafson, there's a conversation that he is the most exciting player in the NHL. Oh, because uh, never a dull moment. Because things are happening. When he's <laughs> yeah. on the ice. He is a wild no guard. No play below a risk reward ratio of ninety percent risk. Yeah, it's like but, I am doing it. Yeah. Like if I see it, 
I'm going. Imagine that confidence level. You're in oh, the yeah. NHL, then playoffs, and you're like, like, I'm going in. Tri- triple pump fake. Probably I'm, time to jump. I'm making 750K, <laughs> and I'm getting in once a game, but you better believe I'm going for it. So he'd be a guy, like, I think he'd be a guy I'd bring back. But he's fine as a guy that you mix in and out of your lineup. If he's going to make a million bucks, like, he's not going to get a huge raise from what he had last year. He might I, run the power play. Like, you know, talk about Morgan. Yeah, like, he's The a, thing with Morgan now is, here's what I love. He's been paid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that Comfort. contract. If, if he is not on the top power play unit, he yeah. doesn't have to worry that it's affecting his like bottom mm-hmm. line. You know, how he plays in years six and seven will affect his yes. next contract. Yes. The next five don't. So I also love that he makes a dollar amount that we don't have to go. We need your guy making 10 to, to be better. You know, whether yeah. it's Seth Jones or Wierenski or whatever, he's not in that class. Yep. So I, he's, I, I'm really... A big fan of his, and, and I so feel bad for the things. Shouldn't that be a lesson to yes. some people about like, hey, help the team out, take the pressure off yourself. Mm-hmm. The team will have more money to spend. You'll win more. You should probably be the captain too. Quite honestly, yeah. The way he just, the way he carries himself, the way the professionalism. Like, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, anyone who plays well in the big moments for yes. the Leafs should. That's why he stands out All so much. the leadership. Quite honestly, yeah. that's why like all Leaf fans adore him for the playoffs. Yeah. It's because he's the only one that goes up. But I will say, so this year maybe it wasn't quite there as much, but typically Austin Matthews, I feel like, does... Well, he did score I, five I, goals in the first Yeah, time. this is the thing. Like, I do think it's there for him. I do mm. think he's going to... Marner? Mm-mm. Well, I'm not as convinced that that's going to come. Well, I, it's still hockey, and you still need guys who are big. Yeah, and, it is, but it's also still hockey, and you need guys who can make plays. And, but the, the ice just shrinks on him. Yeah. And he's just so much less... Effective. Well, the article I did on shooting distance by player, and I, I wrote about the Leafs core, mm-hmm. and uh, Tavares went down, like his average shot was like half a foot closer, mm-hmm. and Matthews is in the ballpark, and Willie was kind of, I think he was farther out, but Mitch was like, his average shot was 10 feet yeah. farther out than the regular season. Scared. Of the, uh, scared of the middle of the ice. His, he's not getting where he should get. Yeah. That's I mean, and that's fair. Like, I didn't know you go in the middle of the ice. You're that sized. Life. Playoff hockey, like, you don't want to be there. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think he's there a ton in the regular season, too. But there's just more space on the outside. And, like, they're not trying to – they're not – they can't lock down on you and put you in the spots they want to put you in as much as they can yeah. in the playoffs, right? And there's just – you're not playing but, the bottom 16 teams where no, there's breakdowns no. and poor third pairs. And, yeah. Especially in Gary's NHL where you have to play the best team in your – second best team in your division. Every if year. you don't win it. Yeah. So – uh, all right, well, uh, that'll take us to break. After this, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Oliver ekman Larson, Travis Green. we got a few more topics to hit before the end of the show. Join us after the break. Unrivaled insight, analysis, and opinions on all things Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born. Joined with Sam McKee. No Kipper today, which is, you know, a night we love, Nick. But boy, guys, it's sometimes it's nice to have Sammy in here not yelling at me, intimidating me, you know, leaning all over me here. So, um, what was I going to say to you? Oh, I have a prediction about Oliver ekman Larson. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about him. He, yeah. he was bought out by the Vancouver Canucks. They gave him 19 or $20 million to not play for them. Scram beat it. PTSD. Hiding under the table. Uh, so they will pay him 2.1 for a year. For a, what is that? A year for eight years. 
So that's the average. But next year, he they only have to pay like very little, like a couple hundred grand on the cap. Okay. And then I think it's over four million the next two after that, and then it averages out to like two point one after that. So okay. there's a little bit of herky jerkiness in it. And Arizona yeah. has to pay him two ninety k, or they're like, oh jeez. Oh god, in the <laughs> couch cushions. Like, oh god, I got to pay someone else now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so true. But you know where OEL is going to end up? What do you think? Tampa Bay. Oh, I think so. Yeah. He's going to end up there. Playing for two he's million bucks the, or something. He's going to do the, no, he'll be get, getting the state tax break. He'll be getting paid a million bucks. <laughs> and they'll they'll do the Shattenkirk with him. They'll do like the, the Bogosian. Pump and dump. They'll play him down at the, you know, bottom half of the lineup, and he's going to be really good. He's going to refine his game, less, <laughs> less focus on him, and he's going to be this one of This sounds full of fear to me. He's going to be... You know, it's just going to be talking about how great he is and what a great job Julian Breeze did. Hey, the Toronto Maple Leafs could move a puck-moving, competent D-man for cheap. Sounds pretty good. He's been bad. Outright bad. Every Canucks guy I've (laughs) talked to, I text my boy Reach about him, he's like, he is bad. Yeah. So, I think... I'll say this, he's an NHLer, he's not. Spotlight is no good for him. Yeah, you're probably right. So, that's why Tampa is the perfect spot. He's going to go there, he's going to sign for... 1.2 1.2 million for a couple of years. He's going to totally. I bet you sends him one year. Well, he'll totally redeem himself. To show everyone he can still play. Because you can't get much less than 1.2, no. but the potential yeah. for upside is yeah. so big. So, you, you know. like what? that? I do. I, I think it's a good call. Thank you. I think it's a good call. Thank I, you. Although, you go and I do something it. like this and totally redeem I yourself. I think that <laughs> Julian Brisebois does like a bit of a rugged guy there. Yeah. You know, like that's been Bogosian or Ruta mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. We will see if what they do there. One of my favorite things mm-hmm. that happens every year is a bad team decides it's time to not be bad anymore. Mm-hmm. Got to be the Sabres this year. Yeah. Like they're a team that I think they're one point out of playoffs this past year. Mm-hmm. And they need D. They need top Trade four for D. Halibut. Yeah. They need a goalie for sure. Yeah. Unless the uh, Akapuka Lekkanen. <laughs> Ukapuka Lekkanen. You actually ruined it for me because I know his Who name. and Ukapuka Lekkanen. Nice. I don't. I mean, I hope it is nice. Good job. Yeah, thanks. But I do think <laughs> I just called him Uka Puka. <laughs> Uka Puka is not his name. In fact, that's probably not cool. Um, the but they're going to do stuff. So they have Devin Levi, and uh, I think they call him UPL. UPL. They do. Okay. Yeah, UPL. So uh, Levi and UPL Uka there. Uka so maybe if they don't trade for Hellebuck, I do think they'll trade for a top four well, D. I think the timeline with Hellebuck is good because he's got one more year, right? Yeah. You trade for him. You put UPL yeah. in the trade. Yeah. Plus what else? Then you have the cast face to do him. Great point. You, you pair still him have with, Levi. You pair him with Levi and, and Hellebuck. You have yeah. that says your goalie tandem, which looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, if Hellebuck has one of his down swings that he sometimes does, you go with, he doesn't have to play 70 games. So true. And I also love taking the heat off Levi where yeah. you say you're Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre. Yeah. Figure it out for you're a minute. Jordan Love behind Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, like we're going to take our time and it was Brady behind Bledsoe once yeah. upon a time. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you you watch you're a great guy get, do you're it. Gonna you're going to be the guy. Games. Might be Hall of yeah. Famer still. Yeah. Pump the brakes. Yes. I like that. I, I wouldn't like it because the Sabres are scary. Yeah. The Sabres, Sabres are really close to being yeah. scary. I know. Least. Next least, year, a year. A year better with Power Darlene yeah. and, uh, you know, Tage Thompson and Cousins yeah. and, like, they're 
they're going to be a force. That Paterka kind of broke out this summer. It really good. And, you know, the Sens. Detroit's the division's not, good. Detroit's not going to be bad the that much longer. The division's really good. Montreal's going to get filled again. They at least they suck. They're going to get filled. Yeah, so, I mean, I I like that for, for Buffalo, but I don't like how competitive this division. I guess there's other teams you could say are on the downswing, like, I probably won't say that Boston's going to be on the downswing because they'll go I'm saying break it. their own record. I'm saying no, it. No, yeah. it's a June convo, buddy. No, I fine. Say I this. said it last no, year, no, and no, I'll, no, I'll, I'll wear that I said it last year, but is Bergeron coming back? Like, maybe. No. No? Retire. Like, yeah, it's time. Like, Krejci, is he going to come back? Like, yeah. I don't know. If they're yeah. both those guys, and all of a sudden, you know, Hall's not getting better. Yeah. You know, a lot of the Marshawn's not getting better. I think better. it's time that they suck for a while. Just for a minute, please. Yeah, I don't think they will, though. But they have, uh, it will be interesting because one guy, so another guy on the list that was interesting for me is Dmitry Orlov. You know, by the well, way, does, don't you feel paid? good that they kind of went in, got guys, and yeah. didn't pan out? What's he going to get paid? Because he was making $5.1 in his cap hit before. He's probably going to sign a seven-year contract. He's 31 years old. Maybe he'll sign a, a five- or six-year at worst for him. I and mean. what is that? And is it less than 5.1 per year? No. No, it's more. I mean, isn't it closer to... Six or six and a half of Riley, seven and a half. I like him a lot, but he wasn't very good in the playoffs. No. And neither was Lindholm. Like, they got caved in in a lot of those The games. only case you can make for me with Orlov here is, like, isn't it last year of Brody's deal? It is. If you can get him Brody's a comparable number. Five million, uh, and then he's a UFA. Yeah. Like, if you can get him at a comparable number to Brody, don't hate that. I just think there's going to be a bit of a bidding war there. Mm-hmm. That's what's so scary about this time of year, man. I was like, Alex Kalorn, sure, I'll take him for playoffs next year. Do I want him for six years? No. Not at all. So that's what terrifies me about True Living is coming in here. And it's like... He signed o- a couple of those older guy deals, and too. The only, go, the only way you're going to get players on your team right now is by, like, paying some of these guys, yeah. right? Well, and you don't want to spend any Be real careful. assets, so UFA is tempting. All I'm saying, True Living, is just be careful up there, pal. Garnet Hathaway? Love him. How about Pierre Engvall? No, thanks. <laughs> you can bring I'm back Angie on a I'm good on three the old times three. Angle. I'm All good right. on the old, on the neck. All right. Well, thank you very much to uh, Gord Stellick for joining us today. We're going to play golf with him on yes. Friday. What an exciting thing that is. Uh, thanks to Jen, Bradeo, Sammy. Thanks for sitting in today. And we will see you back tomorrow, Nick and I, on Real Kipper and Borg.